Welcome to Survivor Cast International. Colin, Malaysia. I'm Cody. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. I'm Jacqueline. And uh, we're on episode four of Survivor South Africa, colon, Malaysia. Absolutely. But before we get into that, Jackie, Hello? we have a little business to attend to up top. Business? A little business. All right. Uh, Cody keeps teasing me with things when we're off air in real life, because this isn't real life, but that things are coming up in proximity to the podcast, but I don't get to know about them, so... I guess I'll tease the listener a little bit, too. <laughs> We've got some swag coming, which will be just to enhance our mindset while recording <laughs> the podcast, but then we do have some interesting things coming that will add new segments to the podcast what? one of which will be revealed at the end of our run through season one can i call one of them can i call what a new segment might be please okay so for listeners who don't know this is our second podcast we have another podcast can we cook it where we recreate foods from dining experiences are we about to do like a can we cook it corner of survivor and have to recreate different things that they cook and eat on survivor i mean that's a great idea but no oh okay <laughs> anyway, <so laughs> never mind <laughs> there are new and exciting things coming up one of which uh is our upcoming reviews of surviving maine coming yes in february super excited about that coming very soon look for those on an upcoming wednesday early to mid-february woot woot. but then also i wanted to shout out at underscore tumasang tumasang t-u-m-i-s-a-n-g okay our 100th follower on twitter oh dang tumasang is from the streets he was born february 5th he joined Twitter September 2013, and he has 721 followers. Well, he goes by villain, and he says, I'm not suicidal. Sometimes the lines get all blurry. Oh, man. So, you know, but he's a Survivor fan. Uh, Love we it. interacted on some way on Twitter. So, uh, shout out to Tuma Sang. Thanks for being number 100, Tuma Sang. Keep it real, Tuma Sang. Keep on keeping it real, Tuma Sang. For sure. All right. <laughs> now that Tumasane Corner has been closed, uh, I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast. Jackie. Oh, man. All these fun things at the top of the pod. At the top of the pod. At the top of the pod. That's the time to have fun. <laughs> at, at the, the top, top of, of the pod. pod. Jeez. Uh, you're derailing me here. <laughs> so, in 2019... A man named Dalton Ross, who do, does our Survivor. <laughs> uh, we had a Survivor news segment recently. Um, he does the weekly quarantine catch-ups oh. for EW. Like putting ketchup on eggs, egg whites? Is that the EW, egg whites? Putting ketchup on egg whites? For Entertainment Weekly, this man <laughs> interviews members former cast members of survivor and catches up with them cool okay remember we, on yeah. our previous segment we I, yes i do remember yeah. that okay all jokes aside as <laughs> hilarious as they might be i laughed that's good i'm glad <laughs> i'm sure all of our listeners Tuma saying laughed i don't think he did i think Tuma saying hey hey hit us up on twitter did you laugh okay hashtag i laughed <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming everyone tweeting under that hashtag is referencing this <laughs> hashtag i laughed if you laughed at jackie's egg white joke it was great anyway dalton ross wrote in 2019 an article called all hands on deck behind the scenes of a survivor marooning hmm what's marooning marooning is the word that they use for the initial I think having the castaways, like, jump, begin the game. Okay. Marooning them on the island, Okay. Okay. Um, it's a really interesting article, and I want to introduce a segment called Beyond the... 
You named the segment. Are I'm you now saying blanking. Torch? Beyond the Torch. You named it, and I blanked. A new <laughs> segment called Beyond the Torch. I didn't know what I was naming when I was told I was naming a segment. So A new segment called <laughs> Beyond the Torch. All right. Where we take a behind-the-scenes look. Ooh at how survivor is run and functions that's like your dream so this article is um <laughs> no it's not like your dream you're not super excited about this i'm very excited it was a very it's a super interesting article it is pretty much like a 24-hour rundown of episode one of the season of survivor cool and walking you through just kind of i don't know how the first day of an episode of survivor runs so you get um now are we talking okay so this is a new segment of all of our podcasts or just this podcast whenever we come across a piece of information that gives some insight into how survivor runs behind the scenes we will have a segment beyond the torch, torch. okay just like we might not have Survivor news every episode, but when there is news, we'll have a segment of Survivor news. I love this. Okay. So, I mean, it's you should really go read the article. If you Google all hands on deck, the EW article will come up. But uh, and, and we're not talking egg whites. We're, we're not talking egg whites. E-news weekly. Entertainment right? weekly. Yes. That's um, not mean. Okay. Just so, um, <laughs> you know, it was written in 2019, so it's a more modern season of survivor that they're going through sweet one filmed in fiji what season i i don't have that written down oh, read no. the article but uh the Teaser. one that would be filming in 2019 i suppose or 2018 and okay. that's in that area cool just some notable things i wrote down but go read the article in its entirety love it but uh so there's a crew of 275 international people who work on survivor and then on top of that, 370 local Fijian workers who make the show. Huh. So, like, 600 Oh, it was The Edge of Extinction. That was oh, the oh, oh, bad season. Okay, cool. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so the contestants were in Fiji for three days, living in tents, not able to talk to anyone except the medical team and the producers before the filming starts. What do they do in those three days? They apparently, like, they eat a lot of food, they have access to catering, and they're interacting with, um, you know, the producers are talking to them, going over, like, what is acceptable as far as wardrobe goes. They're oh. having a... It, the, the article even goes into as far as, uh, you know, the the doctor, Dr. Joe Rolls, he, um, they have a comprehensive exam in the United States. Right. And then they go to Fiji. But they talk still get their prescription meds. Upon arrival, <laughs> go over their medical history and medications they're currently taking. Okay. So apparently they do get medicine. And uh, and then on the first day of filming, like, at like 3.30 in the morning, they have a final exam before starting the show. Just like now that you've been in Fiji a few days living in a tent, do you feel okay? Do you have any like weird bug bites? Anything we want to note to be aware of, to check up on. Okay. And it, the article seems to indicate that they do have regular medical checkups throughout the show. Interesting. Super interesting. They really, there's something that I'll bring up about episode four that we're going to talk about that I think is like a little peek behind or beyond the torch so you say that you found in the episode that i found in this episode interesting and i'll point it out when we get to that point i'm i can't wait i love it well um just a few more interesting things in the article they have like a comprehensive security check to make sure they don't have any cell phones or cameras or matches on them mm -hmm. and the article mentions that in survivor all-stars richard hatch snuck matches up his butt onto the season somehow something i was unaware of what i know he snuck matches up his butt and where then, did they find them i don't know and then it gets even into a thing <laughs> of beginning in seasons 19 and 20 they used to film one season in a location and then take a bunch of months off and then film another season in a different location with 19 and 20 they began filming two seasons back to back yeah. in the same location and then since 
season 33, they have filmed exclusively in Fiji. And Do I you think, think they just film year round and go one after another after another and just have like a full time i mean i think they do have some no they don't do that there's a there's a period of the year where they take over this resort in fiji the mana island resort and it's like a six months period and they have full reign of this resort and currently how they do it is they film two seasons back to back that's cool but that's only two of the six months or i guess like three but it doesn't take a full six months to film a season i mean and then they take the rest of the year off they produce two seasons a year okay okay without doesn't mean they're working the whole year necessarily right. well that answers our question as to why there hasn't been any like survivor in alaska or survivor well and like jeff probst apparently loves working in fiji has said that he hopes the show never leaves Fiji. Hmm. And the article isn't totally clear on it, but it seems to indicate that Jeff Probst has a home in Fiji. I bet. I bet he has his family. If they're there for six months, I bet he has his family like come and stay with him for those six months. And they like live in Fiji for half the year and live probably in the U.S. half the year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't say it's his only home, so I would suspect possibly Oh, we not. know the dude's got but more like, than one house. When the article checks Jeff, in with Jeff... Jeff, you got Jeff, like five houses. Come on now. <laughs> you bougie fuck. Come on. When the article checks in with Jeff, he's at his home in Fiji. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of, you know, other interesting things. The people who test the challenges are called dream teamers. Even runs through, like... The prop master, Lucas Fignali, uh, this, uh, the coordinating field producer, the person who essentially runs the show, uh, began as a dream teamer, a person who tested out the challenges and now runs the show. That's cool. Um, they've had the same director since season seven. Um, Jeff Probst doesn't use any type of cue card or teleprompter when he, you know, it's all on the, the fly dome, yeah which is cool and like you know definitely takes a lot of you know talent and practice and then yeah i mean just a, a thousand more little interesting details like that the article goes through the full day up to the point you know where they're on the island goes through filming the uh you know the shots of the portraits and the people that you see through the opening and <laughs> a lot of just really fascinating details that sounds pretty cool i guess i have something that i'll read next and cool that they let them get that peek behind the curtain or beyond the torch if you will absolutely well cool so yeah go read that article which one more time is um just oh well, I already said it once, so just, you know, no, rewind no, the podcast. No, and uh, Oh, here it is. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All hands on deck, behind the scenes of, of a survivor marooning from 2019 in EW by Dalton Ross. Ah, well, thanks, Dalton Ross. We appreciated you writing that article. And, um, uh, you know, interact with me super when, I, fun. when I tweet at you at Twitter instead of as I'm shouting you out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so before we dive into episode four, let's take a quick pause and we will be right back. Alrighty. Welcome back to Survivor South Africa, colon, Malaysia. We are diving into episode four, and we are just leaving Tribal Council at the beginning of the episode where V-Way was voted off. Yes. Jackie, can I touch on two things real quick? Um, mm, I noted... No. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the intro to the episode... Yes. I noticed for the first time that they're only on the island for 27 days, it says in the intro. Yeah, where in the U.S. isn't it like 39 or something? I believe it's 39, maybe sometimes as like low as like days. 37 or 35, mm. but definitely 30 plus. And I think modernly always 39. I can hear Jeff say, 39 days, two tribes, one survivor. Survivor. Which, I mean, that's a full two weeks less right pretty significant oh yeah i mean that must change maybe the i think i think that might change the food situation because we were really taken aback by how they weren't given like a bag of rice when they started and totally. there's not a lot of talk about how they are obtaining water so maybe they try to not make that so much the focus and really like 
fire was a super big focus. They didn't leave their first tribal. They weren't given fire. They had to either earn fire through a reward or make it themselves, you which could, is different than U.S. Survivor. Yeah, you could certainly throw more things like that, neglect giving them more supplies with that, you know, that two-week difference. Totally. Uh, it's a big difference, two weeks, most definitely. For sure. Um, and then also, in the recap from last episode... They made a comment that Hein historically made a fire without flint. And I was wondering, I feel like if on the U.S. Survivor they were to make a comment like that, it would only be referring to U.S. Survivor. Totally. On Survivor South Africa, I'm less certain that that's not referring to Survivor as a whole. And I don't, I like, I feel like people have made fire without Flint before. Yeah, for sure. I'd be surprised if not, but I can't think of any explicit examples. It's been so long since we've watched the American seasons beyond the like most recent season that just came out that it's hard to remember details like that. If you're a listener and you have an example of someone else from any other iteration of Survivor making... Before this season, before... Before 2009, when... I Okay, believe. before 2009. Before season two of Survivor South Africa colon Malaysia came out... Drop it. Um, no, uh, hashtag us with a hashtag fire history. Oh, I like that. Cool. But I meant drop it as far as like drop it in our DM or tweet us or... Oh, I don't do Twitter, but you do Twitter. You're the you're the tweet master. Drop it like it's hot. Like Into it's our on fire. Right. So <laughs> speaking of fire, okay, when they go, one thing I noticed is they had this little chit chat circle. Yeah, the episode picks up immediately after tribal from last episode. But they're like paused in this weird area because you can see behind them, um, like this rack where they have other torches yeah but they're they're the ones for the landscape and so like the ones to make up the the area kind of around right and like the walking area. path and things like that okay so it's just interesting that they have this like storage area of them and it i like a little peek behind or yeah beyond the torch as some may say and this isn't this isn't the tease that i was oh, talking okay. about I there's to, another tease coming i have to be honest i was a little disappointed felt a little underwhelming but now i'm my expectations have risen even further to what you're going to reveal later well i didn't mean to do that um so yeah just jumping right into the episode it picks up right after tribal like we said and I think there's quite a lot of conversation in regards to like, oh, Ishard wasn't the one voted out. And he felt like when we were talking about going to tribal council last episode, we talked about how Ishard maybe was on the chopping block. But then as we listened to other people talk, it was more Lisa and V-Way on the chopping block. But as they finish up their... Ishard was super thankful and like, oh, thanks for saving me and like as seeing was, my value. Yeah, as was Lisa, though. I, she was also very thankful, saying that she's going to now be, you know, pulling her weight much more <laughs> at camp. She says she's going to pull her weight, but then she also is like, but it just makes you so tired and like is so gripey about it that it just... I'm glad she doesn't do that in front of her tribe mates. Yeah, but it's, it's a, very it's like a head. Right, she, um, it's very distasteful. She really shoots herself in the foot a lot. You know, I mean, there's like three instances so far across four, four episodes of her really making it clear that she doesn't like to pull her own. Totally. Actually, can I say that I have another peek behind the torch that I didn't even recognize? Please. I wonder what question sets those who are filming the talking heads give to the players. Because there's definitely... Like, they definitely give pointed answers and specific answers to questions that are being asked. But it feels so organic or whatever. But this ep episode in particular, it felt like they were answering questions in the talking heads. I've certainly heard that with reality shows in general, 
in those segments, the talking head, someone's looking at a camera being interviewed, that the person interviewing them does lead them into like, oh, tell me about how your actions with Lisa made you feel. And if you were to say, oh, they made me angry. Okay, now tell me, say, Lisa made me feel angry. You know, like they kind of coach them to begin talking like that to make for the type of segment that you want. Right. And even um, just real quick, touching back on that article we had mentioned, they um, they openly talk in that article about, oh, what storylines are we looking to focus on this season? What are the themes that we want people to, you know, hit on more in their talking heads and things like that? So they certainly are steering it somewhat and openly so you know earlier on i think in the american survivor it's really like frowned upon there being romances between players like that's been a big like uh thing especially with it being targeted towards like super christian audiences it feels like sometimes okay so the next morning one thing that i found was really interesting diving back into the episode Angela is kind of in this conversation with um, Rashish and Nicole and trying to do like a little trio okay. and have like Hein and Dyke as an option or Amanda and... Angela is doing this, huh? I think I missed this. What's, what's the other woman's name on that tribe? Um, I'm so bad at the name still. Uh, not Nicole, not Lorette. Uh, Elsie. 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 So Amanda thinks that she and Angela are tight. And I think that her and Angela are tight. But Rashish is trying to do this like trio thing with her and um, Nicole and pull pull those two in to form a trio hmm. and then like because i think he really wants to get rid of amanda i think rashish like really wants to get rid of amanda or elsie i feel like he's he's just always poised to be like going i don't know i think he's just always poised to be willing to flip on somebody he's definitely just like laying low waiting for the right opportunity to jump to a different you know group of people yeah but he's also like he specifically like makes those weight comments about amanda he does he like i i don't remember i don't know if you have it in your notes i don't remember verbatim like exactly what he says but he just like talks about her fat ass or something well, like I that think that was maybe on the last episode was it i believe so i i see i have it in my notes um richard making weight comments maybe it was he was making more weight comments again he's definitely he's done it a handful of times i did enjoy hein and dyke like splashing around trying oh, to catch a stingray kind of like two goofy little kids that was hilarious and they were like oh we just need a spear just a spear and we could catch all the stingray and like you can see like the waves the stingray is making in between their legs and things like that right yeah and uh they have that big clam feast you know the the yellow tribe at this point uh, is sitting blue tribe had the clam feast the yellow tribe didn't also that's the blue tribe blue tribe remember the blue tribe were like yeah, picking right. the clams you're off totally the right. rocks totally right and, and eating all these raw clams the yellow tribe is really they've come together since um being uh in so much conflict yeah both of the tribes have seemed to kind of jive more together than um than initially Yes, it took him a little bit. It definitely did. Rajesh definitely does make some comment about sending her lazy or her big ass home in reference to Amanda. Yeah. You're it's in my I, notes here. Okay. I I thought it was this episode, and I think he I'm sure he did it last episode too, but he like is constantly making those comments and it's like, come on, man. Can we not be like a sizest asshole? <laughs> it's always a little jarring, but yeah, he seems like that type of guy, unfortunately. He's not my favorite player at this point. Yeah. Speaking of which, who are you kind of vying to win at this point? Even uh, if you don't think they'll win, who do you think will win? Or who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? Who do you want to win and who do you think will win? I feel like it changes literally every episode. I don't know. Um, hand me the list okay. <laughs> so I can look at all the names. I think I'm all in for Hein at this point. Are you really? I'm going to abandon Grant. You really think it's Hein? He's got it like I, 
he hasn't won me over. I think he is still kind of an asshole, but I enjoy him enough. He's the most like unique player. He stood out the most to me so far. Does anyone have to win? Yes, just, someone like... has to win. <laughs> Honestly, no one is like, I mean, Amanda somewhat, but I don't think she'll win. Lorette somewhat, I don't think she'll win. Mandela somewhat, but I don't think he'll win. Those are the three that I would be okay with winning at this point, but I don't think any of them will. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So the clam feast was on the blue tribe. And remember they were like taking their rocks and like smashing through all these clams and eating and slurping all these. Yeah. And there's like some of them but have haven't... worms in them and you can't eat those. But and... don't they have a fire? No. They... Yeah. They have flint. Oh, they do have flint. They're but the ones I guess... who won flint. So why yes. are they not taking the time to cook things? Oh, I guess you don't cook clams and it's just I... kind of like an easy, you can all just go out and scavenge. And I mean, I feel like when you cook, I'm air quoting cook. Don't you like put, fresh lemon juice to like cook a clam or something well, they don't like have that lemon juice right but wouldn't i don't know i feel like you need to do something i mean people eat clams raw i think <laughs> i don't eat clams but i i don't think they have the means to cook clams in any real way yeah but i think I it's suppose. just an easy way to get some food because they haven't caught anything they don't have they, they didn't have a way they had fire but no way to get food totally now, as we approach the first challenge, uh, one thing that's interesting is our host says that the challenge is inspired by the fishing culture here on the island. Okay. So I just find that really neat that they're pulling to, like, cultural, like, specifically pointing to the culture of where they're located right. in order to build this challenge. I found that really interesting and fun. That's one bummer about um, the American Survivor being just filmed in Fiji because you don't get distinctive different cultures. It's all just general island setting and then different variations or different themes built into the show beyond that. Totally. Now, this is the um, reward challenge. Yes. They are going for some fishing gear. Yes, and, and the, the challenge is that they have to, two of them have to row out in a boat to a platform mm -hmm. that has a bunch of fish on it, and then they have to, one has to toss fish to the other to load, or no, they load no. up a basket, yeah. bring it back to the boat, and then they have to, with the other members of the team, do like a relay tossing the fish. To fill the weight to 25 kilograms or something. Yes. Um, And one, okay, so I wrote down... They get a bottle of rice, they get um, goggles and fins, and then... A spear. No. What they call it, so in America, or at least for me, we call it a harpoon. Oh, okay. But they call it an, a harp-on. Like, straight up harp-on. The harp-on. Yeah, as if uh, there's not two O's in it. Right. And it just really stood out to me that that's how they say harpoon and it made me giggle those like um <laughs> communique these little right. just minor cultural differences it makes watching international survivor a, lot a little of fun. extra more fun most definitely now they do give the yellow tribe heinz tribe the option to if and they it, win and it is heinz tribe it is heinz let's tribe. be clear on that i'm only referencing it as heinz tribe right now because they give them the option of taking flint Instead of the gear, if they so choose. Yeah, and they definitely. They, but Hein already made a fire. So yeah, like, so they don't. We're good. They're good on that. They're going to go with the fishing gear. Okay. So the challenge starts, and it's Dyke and Hein paddling their boat to the platform, and it's Mandla and Urshard paddling to the other one. Right. And they like Dyke and Hein. Beeline straight, straight there. No problem. Urshad and Mandela have some issues getting to their platform. So Dyke and Hine, they're off to an early lead at their platform, filling their basket with fish. I have in my notes that at one point there's like a shot as like Dyke and Hine get to the platform. There's like a shot of Mandela and Urshad um, paddling, but it's like they both stop paddling and are just watching them oh, like no. approach the, it's like 
come on guys well, and what, then are, you, it's what like, are you doing I don't know if it's the wind or what but they're not moving in the right direction they're barely moving at all they get turned around at some point really like, just struggling right i have it written here that it seems like mandala in the uh or was it ishard whoever was in the back um was like paddling the wrong on the wrong side of the canoe okay and lead because like when you paddle on one side right it goes the opposite direction of the side that you're paddling on well and it, it'll come up but maybe one or both of them didn't and have so that knowledge. right and so maybe now, they're not good paddlers but when they get to their platform a mistake is made <laughs> who do you put the blame for the mistake on absolutely you put it on their shard i completely disagree what i think re-watching it you can see Mandela's in the front, Urshad's in the back. They get to the... No, well, maybe Urshad is in the front. But when they get to the platform, Mandela goes to get off the boat onto the platform. And Urshad's still sitting, paddling. And he pushes the boat back oh. by doing that. And then the boat is just drifting and Urshad has no opportunity to grab the platform or anything. And he's just aimlessly paddling. Trying to get there by yourself. And then you've got this giant boat that you're trying to control on your own. And it's like impossible. Yeah. So I think. I didn't catch that. And everyone back at tribal or back at the tribe totally blames it on Urshad. Yes. Because we should say at this point, Urshad is just adrift. Mandela's on the platform. Dyke and Hine have gotten back to shore. And they got enough fish that, I mean. Urshad and Mandela have not really begun the challenge. By the time that the Yellow Tribe wins. Yeah, they completely fill up their basket. Totally. And so, I mean, as the as the yellow or the blue tribe is back on the on the like shore, they're just like laughing. Like there's specifically a scene where Lisa's like covering her mouth just laughing at what's yes. going on. And it's just like absurd what's it's a, happening. It's a complete blowout. Before they've even begun gathering fish, the Yellow Tribe has won. And so they're very excited about the bottle of rice, which we've mentioned before that there's not rice at the beginning like there is in American Survivor. And another interesting kind of cultural thing is they do call it a bottle of rice multiple times, which is, oh, I guess it is just a it's bottle. It's just a little of, bottle, yeah. I never saw, I, in the episode, I didn't myself see the container. Right, no, it was just a little it bottle. literally it's, just a it's bottle. It's a of, bottle of rice instead of a bag. What made me laugh when the Yellow Tribe won was Nicole was just yelling stew again and again. Like, stew! Stew! Like, they're gonna go make stew now that they have rice. And it was just really funny to huh. me that he was yelling stew again and again. Yeah, I don't know about that, Nicole. He doesn't... No appearance of the cowboy hat in this episode. Mm. Now, here's the thing. They, in this challenge, they're filling a basket full of fish. Yeah, 25 kilograms, so a bunch of fish. For both tribes. Yes. But the winning tribe's only allowed to take two of those fish. Why are they not able to take the whole basket of fish? I, you said this when we watched it, and it's just, that's too much fish. It's too much for them to do anything. You know what I mean? I think mm. it would go bad. I... And plus, that's too big of a reward. 25 kilograms worth of fish. Like, <laughs> so then bringing my question two back then is goes, manageable. And... What did they do with all of that fish? Did they give it to people? Was it just waste? Did they waste a ton of food? I mean, I think it's silly to assume they wasted it. Let's hope they didn't. Okay. So when they come back to camp, I giggled a little when we watched it because Urshard just looks so sad. He's like laying in the... Yes. Well, even before the... they get back to camp, there's a sad... <laughs> or Yeah, there's a very sad shot of him and Mandela just like pulling the boat to the beach, looking very dejected. And then back at camp, he's laying with a hat on his face. Just very super sad. Yeah. Intercut with scenes of Grant just like hardcore bitching about him. Although Mandela does... He, he mentions that it could be his fault. He, and... I remember when we watched, you're like, oh, that's so silly for him to, like, feel like it, like, take the blame for himself. Yes, but, but on, it... a, on a rewatch, I do think it might be his fault. Mm. He's. It seems like he's being very magnanimous, that he's being magnanimous Mandela. But <laughs> I think it. he might, and I still, it is somewhat magnanimous to cop to the blame. He doesn't really explain how it would be his fault, but I mean, at least he doesn't join in on being like, yeah, it was completely Urshad. Let's totally. vote him off. Well, and I know like Lisa approaches Urshad and is like, 
if you didn't know how to do it, well, then you should have just said something. And Richard's like, well, no one else said that they could do it. So when you guys said it was me, I just, all right, there we go. Between the two of them, I think that whole interaction is kind of stupid. It's both of your arguments are dumb. You should have discussed between who does or does not know how to paddle. There shouldn't be any assuming going on. It would, I mean, like, they're both just being defensive. Lisa's trying to blame Urshad because they lost, and Urshad is just trying to deflect blame, and there's definitely some blame on him. Oh, absolutely. Now, in my notes, I literally have um, fucking Grant, period, and Lisa, period. Yeah, you really don't like... I you don't, hate both I of them, huh? really dislike both of them. I don't like... I don't dislike Grant as much as I dislike Lisa. Lisa really has not redeemed herself in any way since her, like, right off the bat distasteful nature. Grant is just, I don't know, he's okay. I feel like Grant gets away with deflecting the blame or the responsibility off to other people. He does come across as... sneaks through that way. He seems manipulative. Absolutely. In a way that kind of i don't know isn't like oh he's playing the game really well but he just kind of comes across like an unsavory like swarmy not swarmy swarmy he needs a lot of shawarma yeah he's greek and you're intolerant (laughs) of the greeks classically that's awful i wanted to watch survivor greece and she put the kibosh on that i'm I'm kidding no one more tolerant than my co-host only me the intolerant co-host would make such such jokes I just shake my head at you. Oh, they can't see that. So there, we just lost two followers right there. Silence says everything. (laughs) Okay. So, um, back at the yellow camp. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what my notes mean, to be honest with you. Because I say, I mean, we can decipher them on air. Dyke. Food baby. Oh, Dyke okay. Has food baby. Yes. What? <laughs> really? That's from. I think I'm jumping they, ahead oh, in the episode. They a eat so much when fish that he does have a little hot yeah, belly, a little like food a little baby going baby. on. <laughs> At first, I read that note. And I'm like, was he complaining? That was V Way last episode complaining about having to eat the coconut, like being a baby about food, yes. not like having a food baby. The main so, thing is they're in very high spirits when they come back to camp. Absolutely. Dyke makes a joke that he and Hines should be on the Malaysian Olympic rowing team. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure Malaysia would not respect that. And then <laughs> we do get these kind of nice shots of Dyke uh, snorkeling and hunt, not hunting, fishing, I guess a Fish form of spearing. hunting. Yeah, and he, we agreed that he doesn't get anything because they don't show, show him it. triumphantly with a fish. You and just see him had, throw it know. near some fish and right. then it cuts back to camp. It's so funny because you know that if he would have caught something that they definitely would have shown that like to make it right that's a good shot absolutely they would have i think they would have underlined that oh man look how well they're doing they caught some stuff but they are in general like they've really turned it around they're at a good point right now and besides the undercurrents of like richard not really liking elsie and and amanda Amanda, and like dyke feeling that like richard is two-faced and angela kind of like listening to richard's plan but then going and telling amanda everything like yeah there's a lot of undercurring like but they have a good facade they've at least fallen into a good groove and they're not infighting as much as they were initially totally so um yeah and it's really you know the big twist in this episode and they get a communique about it so they know it's coming is that there is a tribe switch up coming there is so before we head to that tribe switch up let's take a quick break and we'll get into the immunity challenge the, the switch tribe up switch. and lead us right up to tribal council all right here we go Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Yeah, welcome back. Now, we are going into immunity, which it, they make the point that they often don't get a communique before going to immunity. 
Um, and so there's this little clue in it that indicates that they might be switching up tribes. And they all kind of know ahead of time that that is what is coming. Now, as now, okay, as they approach in the go ahead, the tribe switch up, not something that always happens in American Survivor, but does sometimes happen. Pretty sure it almost always happens. Does it always happen? Yeah. That, I feel like in the early seasons it didn't always happen, but maybe it is now a staple. It is definitely like sometimes it happens multiple times. That's wild. Yes. I I feel like yes, it happens way more than you would think it does. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just not realizing. Yes, he's not realizing. Okay, okay. I'm revealing myself <laughs> as a, a, a novice. So when the tribes are like spe speculating on if they are going to be switching up or if something new is going to be happening, the yellow tribe who has particularly just like won all this stuff together and has really come together as a tribe is actually kind of frustrated about that. They're frustrated as a whole. And Elsie in particular is very, very frustrated to the point of, I mean, I think in this episode, Elsie loses a little bit of my good faith. She's very fussy in this episode. Now, earlier this uh, in this recap, I talked about how as there's like this behind the or beyond the torch moment, right? Yeah. When they walk to tribal, there's this moment that I that's not spoken, but it feels like they are all directed to take off any other headgear beyond their because as they're walking there's like half of them wearing a hat like when they're walking on the beach kind of the when scene. they're walking up to tribal and so after they get to tribal there's this quick moment and i'm just going to recap this for cody so he can see it i'm pulling it up okay so they're coming to tribal and there's this moment where you can tell that they're all directed to take off their hats. Okay, yes. You're and it's right, like, okay, right. you see they're given these background directions. A thousand percent that, that aren't spoken on screen. Right. Like Yeah, you're that's keen eye, really. I it mean, really stood out to me that moment where multiple people we, go and take off their hats at the same time. Jackie just took a quick moment to pull it up on the uh, the big screen, the big survivor monitor here <laughs> in the the podcast center. But uh, yeah, you really, you see Nicole and he's got the classic I mean, leather cowboy hat. It's become infamous on the podcast at this point, that leather maroon cowboy hat. And Lisa's got like that. Kind like, of like a straw hat. Um, I think that's the person behind Lisa. Lisa's got more of like the, you know, that hat that Haley wanted for Christmas. I mean, me and all the listeners <laughs> definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hey, listener, you know what she's talking about as much as I do. <laughs> There's those cloth hats that were, like, really dorky in the 90s that your mom would wear mm. that have, like, the, like, billowy um, out from the, uh, like, people would wear out when they're bird watching. Bird watching hats. Really? I still don't Lisa know. Lisa was totally wearing one. I have no clue what you're like. <laughs> what I'm referencing. Like a Kentucky Derby hats, kind of like big hats with like fruit and stuff. No, not at all. For the birds to come and nest in <laughs> so you can watch them. Listeners, please drop a picture of the hat that I'm talking about because I know some of you are recognizing what I'm discussing. Could you give them a hashtag can to you, post it under? Can you drop it on the tweet <laughs> with the hashtag of... Not your average hatical. Oh my gosh. I, no, what? not your average hat. There you go. I, no, I'm no, not a Twitter no, no. user. I'm sorry. Can we... I never hashtag. Hashtag not your average hatical. <laughs> Drop it under that. Hopefully, there aren't too many people tweeting under that hashtag. So we're not too Don't confused. break Twitter now. All right, so let's get to this <laughs> immunity challenge. Yeah, so what's interesting is as they get there, they talk about how, yep, you know it, we're about to take off and shuffle. Oh, he calls it a tribe shuffle, I a saw it. A tribe shuffle. Yeah, yeah. and Which that was a, a really fun, funny, like, a fun wording. I wonder if any of the other international seasons um, just like, like a, just weird or like the same different verbiage than American Survivor 
but it's all similar outside of the U.S. I wonder if okay. there's any things like that. Like, I wonder like if it's if called a tribe shuffle in, like, Survivor, Survivor New UK, Survivor New Zealand. Like, I wonder those things. That'll be really fun to watch. And so they do. He One thing I did note in this, too, that I thought was kind of interesting is he has the women put their buffs in one bag and the men's in another. Now, if you were on Survivor and you were a lady and you took your buff off and then you ended up with a, a buff from the different tribe... And it's maybe someone else's buff, right? Would you really care if it's a lady's versus a man's? You know, I mean. See, I think the thing is, is to keep numbers proportionate. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's where I went. It's like they want the same number of ladies that are like evenly, like the distribution of ladies and the distribution of men. They want to keep the the same. same. Okay, okay. But they want those people who are ladies. and Which is interesting when we get to the actual challenge. Because as we talk about the tribes and their like makeup as a group, it seems really ill-proportionate. It does. Well, and, you know, I'll give the new tribe rundowns here. So, on Ebon, we now have... Can you remind me what color is Ebon? Ebon is blue. Thank you. So, the new blue tribe is Dyke. Elsie, Ishard, Angie, Rajesh, and Amanda. Okay. So, I mean, you have Dyke, and you have Ishard, and you have Rajesh, but, I mean, they're the three scrawniest men. Yeah, and so Ishard, but Ishard and Angie are hopping in from the other tribe, mixing in with these four others, Dyke, Elsie, Rajesh, and Amanda. Yes. But Amanda and Elsie are kind of tight, Rishesh is kind of in that, kind of not, and then Dyke is not in that. Well, then on the uh, the new Bajau tribe is Haim, Nicole, Angela, Lisa, Lorette, Mandla, and Grant. So that and tribe like, does have one other person. They have an extra person, and this challenge is you have this big, like you have two wooden poles that each tribe is standing kind of opposite you know in a circle it well, rotates it's one wooden pole yeah one wooden pole that it's like a clock that stretches face, the dia- diameter yeah it's in a circle one they're pushing one tribe is pushing clockwise one tribe is pushing counterclockwise you're trying to push the wooden pole around the circle far enough for you to be able to hit a gong to raise your flag and it just seems like again they're very minimalistic challenges. They are. This is a and a pure, very brute force challenges. Strength. 100 percent. There's strength. been There's multiple no puzzle. Yeah. Have, have there been any puzzles? Have there been any puzzles? Oh, no puzzles yet. On. The I movie. mean, they've had to untie ropes, which that, I think is the closest they've gotten to a puzzle. In American Survivor, there's usually a puzzle coupled with like you have to untie ropes to get the pieces of the puzzle. Totally. Before doing, you have it. to go through the um, like through the obstacle course to untie the ropes, to get the pieces, to make the puzzle. Like it's all so much more elaborate in American survivor than it is here. It really is like bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. Super bare bones. How quick are you? How strong are you? Well, in the new yellow tribe, they have Hein, Grant, Nicole and Mandla. Jesus. Even just like Hein and Nicole and Mandla, like the three of them, it's like, well, Okay, that's there you go. Done. Well, and I mean, in both the reward and the immunity <laughs> challenge, it's a complete blowout. I mean, it, there's no the uh, the yellow tribe, they get like an early like one, two, three push. They kind of push in unison. And from that point on, there's no competition whatsoever. Just like in the reward challenge, once Mandla and or Hike and Dine, Hike and Dyke and Hine. Oh my gosh, Dyke and Hine get going. The uh, the blue tribe could never catch up. But they are totally different tribes for the. I'm just saying Still. it's interesting that in this episode, both Hine. in the immunity challenge and the reward challenge, they're just complete blowouts. There's they no they were totally blowouts for in sure. Both of them. Absolutely, and like you can see, there's like this organization in in the first push. By the Bijan tribe. The yellow tribe. The, thank you. We can go yellow blue. Cool. The yellow tribe. That there's just one big push, right? And after that point, you're working against a force, 
right? Yes. You're no longer creating that force. You're working against a force. And that's so much more difficult. And they don't have any of the big heavy guys to, you know, help overcome that lack of force. Right. So one thing that happens as soon as they gain real momentum, some of the blue tribe like turn and run away from it. Cause it's just like coming so quickly Elsie, I think she tries to turn and run, but gets kind of swept up in it and ends up just like in the corner. Yeah, she turned. That's that's totally what happened. She turns and runs and like her arms have the skin just ripped off of them. And I think one of her fingers or part of her hand got like crushed. And like you can see that after the medics do treat it, that it's it's some of her fingers and like her elbow on one arm and her forearm and elbow on another arm that have been like the skin's been scraped off. And I mean, the uh, the yellow team is beating the blue team so much that they are running away. And Mark Bailey is yelling, stop, 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 be careful. Yeah, because it's just there. There's no way they're going to be stopped at that point. Yeah. And then he's like yelling medic as the yellow tribe is like celebrating and jumping up and down and yelling. I felt that was very uncool. Well, somebody mentioned that and I forget who it was, but there was a, a comment earlier in the episode that someone hates the opposing tribe because after they win, they don't shake hands and they show poor sportsmanship. And then you see after Elsie gets hurt, even, I mean, the other tribe is still celebrating. They're almost not even paying attention that she clearly was injured. But again, the those were different the... tribes before the switch up. But some of the same people. True. I'm just saying. And Ashard has always been against that perspective. So they switched up and Blue Tribe was completely completely demolished by the yellow tribe 100%. and but what's interesting is the blue tribe doesn't get a chance to talk to anybody doesn't get a chance to strategize they're going straight to council yeah mark um, announces that tribal is immediately after but immunity. given a slight break because of elsie's medical care they do get a slight chance to kind of catch up meanwhile the yellow tribe is heading back to camp and the new members of the yellow tribe they're pretty astounded by the the hatched roof of their shelter area. The fire without flint. The smoker. They made a big deal. Like, what? They're like, oh, yeah, they've got everything. They've got all. Grant is amazed. Yes. And we get a lot of uh, Nicole's hat action in this episode. We do get a lot of Nicole's hat action. We also get a lot of, like, Lisa being really giggly, both at like totally <laughs> losing the challenge um, with the fish. Yes. Remember, she was like laughing on yes. the beach. Lots and then also like when they come back to their new tribe, just like laughing hysterically at the like, what were we? We were just living in this total nasty like smashing freaking clams off of rocks to slurp them covered right in while they have like a, a smoker. smoker they're eating smoked fish every night and yeah anything thatched. that they can't finish over their fire with their yeah. new rice they have an abundance they of put fish. in the smoker so it's cooked and ready for them in the morning to eat and it's like are you kidding me this is just laughable Which- grant and lisa are really the two that are the two new Lorette yellow doesn't tribe seem members. Super, yeah. yeah. But I will say they then like, it makes sense why Elsie is just like, so horribly frustrated by this whole situation. Well, and like the only person she knows is Dyke, whom I'm sure. No, she's... She, Amanda. Amanda. Okay. True. And Rajesh. I forgot. All four of them are on that track. I, I just, I feel like she's lost like Hein in the brute force and the people that were, the best parts of maybe a bad situation. And now she's like also still stuck with Dyke. Yeah. People. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I really like Elsie. She maybe doesn't come across the best in this episode. I think she's going home. I think she, yeah, I was going to ask you, I think the, and I mean, they talk about it while, before they go to tribal after she was seen that like, Oh, it sucks. You were hurt, but what are we going to do now? You know, like you're going, you're a huge liability. I feel like she's aware she's going home and the tribe is really poised to send her home. She's really upset about it too. I think she's like super aware of the fact that she's going home and it's like, if I wasn't injured, I think we could probably get one of the like Ishar. Yeah. Ishard or Angela off because they are not part of our initial four. 
but since I'm injured and I can't do anything and they're already a person ahead and they're already way stronger, it's and like, of course I'm going home. They're a person ahead. So yeah. all of their people have to compete in every competition where they can set a person out they can and sit then two rotate people a out person now. in. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, it's going to be Elsie. Elsie's going home. Yeah. But... With that, we're going to pause right here, go watch Tribal Council, confirm to you that Elsie did go home, and we'll be back with Tribal and a Comet Corner. Woo-woo! Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Colon Malaysia. <laughs> All right, so we are just done watching a daytime tribal, which is does have a weird vibe to it, and even Mark Bailey makes a comment um, that it's a little bizarre to have a daytime trial. I want to say two things, and I want to get your thoughts on them. Okay, one. I think this episode won me over on Mark Bailey as the host. I really enjoyed is it because him. he helped Elsie. Not even that he helped. Elsie, but I, I just enjoyed him in the tribal and at the challenges more than I have before. He didn't feel so stiff to me. Maybe you're just getting used to him. I have like uh, Stockholm Syndrome with mm -hmm. Mark Bailey. Yep. And then uh, I just think even though both challenges were a blowout and not really competition, I think this was just a great episode. I really loved this episode in particular. All the drama. Just something about it. I just had some a certain <laughs> energy to it. Now, for was that was that both things? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thoughts on either? Um, you know, it was a fine episode. Okay. I don't think it did anything special for me like it did for you. Really? Yeah. No. What about Mark? Uh, no, he's no. not bringing it for you. I mean, he's fine. Hmm. He's still no Jeff Probst. I mean, he'll never be Jeff Probst. Okay. But I will say the voting in the airplane definitely stood out to me way more in this daytime tribal. Like, that's weird. Yeah. This airplane that seems super out of place that they put in the weird, like, intro with people chasing around it. They the bizarre, like, like, walk into to vote. Not a fan. They make all those comments on the first episode <laughs> that Senegal Island is haunted by the ghost of like fallen soldiers, Japanese yeah. soldiers, and and then you have the intro with like native people chasing, but then there are like the crashed plane, so it's clearly post World War II. Just silly. What a strange, confused thing that never comes back up. Silly. Well, I mean, pretty quick into tribal, it becomes very clear that our suspicions were correct. And Elsie is for sure the person going home. It's it's almost even openly talked about in the discussion before voting. That Everything but her name. Yeah. It's like, we're going to vote to keep the tribe strong. She even says that she would also be the first person to vote off someone else who was injured as well. So, I mean, she can't be too surprised or hurt by it. But she was very sad. She was sad. I think she's sad that the tribe mix-up happened when it did. Yes. And I think she's sad that she was injured. And, I mean, that must feel like an unfair way to leave the game. Oh, absolutely. It must feel like... You work so hard and put up with so much just to be taken out by something that, like, almost was out of your, like, was, was out of your control. Completely yeah. out of your, yeah. And it was just, it was just a bummer. And to watch her and Amanda start to tear up a little bit, but, like, keep it, try to keep it, like, keep it, keep it in check. There's um, also a lot of smoke coming off the fire into their faces. And I, I just, I had a very cynical moment where I'm like, do they just have the smoke wafting into their faces to, <laughs> to make, make them look sad? Tear up for a more dramatic moment. Oh, I hope not. That would be mean, a bummer. You can visibly see the smoke like hitting them <laughs> in the face as they're sitting there at tribal. I definitely didn't think about that, but maybe, maybe that's the case. If so, good thinking, but also bummer. I, I think maybe that's No, they that's gave a little... hugs and... And it was Elsie only those two in particular and Amanda yeah. and Elsie were friends, most definitely. Elsie hugged Amanda and Rajesh, but not Dyke. 
which I they had warmed to each other, but it makes sense to me that, that not to the point that they would like be that friendly. Dyke didn't seem happy to vote her off. No. Which is nice to see. Like it's nice to see that he wasn't like, ah, get out, like get out of here. I think hat I mean, and Dyke is very like Mandla, he's very magnanimous at the tribal. He makes a lot of comments about, you know, integrating into the new tribe. But I, I would have liked to see him and Elsie maybe, you know, post this tribe shuffle, doing it together, being buddies, maybe Dyke without Hein, Elsie, you know, maybe being a little bit more buddies. And I will miss Elsie as a competitor in the game, I think. Yeah. I she wasn't like one of my favorites, but I wonder I wonder if Amanda because like this leaves Amanda vulnerable, in my opinion, because Agreed. Rajesh does not have her back. Absolutely. What would be not. smart of Amanda right now is to like join up with Ishard and Angela, but I don't think Ishard and Angela are very tight either. Or Angie. Not Angela, that, it's Angie. Yes, I think you're completely correct. I want to ask you if you now in light of the tribe shuffle and light of Elsie being voted off, do you want to switch up who you think is going to win or who you want to win? You're acting like I remember who I think I've said in the past. We've got you locked in for Lorette. I'm currently hmm. locked in for Hine. I'm going to remain with Hine because I think Hine, he's really between both tribes showcasing his worth they were completely impressed by him and i think now with a uh, dyke kind of hanging on to him hein will only further showcase himself as an asset and hein i'm sorry swap that hein will only further showcase himself as an asset and dyke will be revealed maybe as a weaker character without being able to lean on hein i 1000 percent disagree with you love it I think that Grant now getting a chance to what? be on the... No, no, no. He's not going to win. That's not what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is now that Grant is on the same tribe as Hein, he'll see all the things that Hein can do and Hein's brute force, and Grant will want to get rid of Hein immediately. Oh. I think that... Because Grant was already like looking at Lorette as a threat. Now that he can see Hein as a threat, he's going to get rid of Hein, I bet. Lorette the threat. Lorette the Threat. Oh, damn. So who's your who's I your mean, frontrunner? Is it Lorette the Threat? Maybe. Still? I think that maybe All with right. the switch up, she might be able to like lay low well enough. Hopefully, hopefully she's able to just like chill out, lay low. And there are such bigger threats out there than her that she'll make it. I'll say this. I hope Amanda has really shown herself as a canny I player in the past. Amanda and was. I want to see Amanda overcome and like get Rajesh out of there. I would I love to see Amanda win, but I think Lorette will win. And women then, power this year. Hey, women power. But uh <laughs> I Lorette has she is she's a powerful player who's hanging low. You know what I mean? Like she emerges like two episodes back as a strong player. And then since then she's really hung low, but I think she might be someone who could emerge towards the end of the game and completely take it. If she can keep keep it on the DL long enough. I'm still locked in for Hine. Though. Yeah. I don't know. I think that Gran is going to get on the Hine trail and like not want Hine around. I think that's an interesting thought. Well, that is episode four. Whoop. I'm doing uh, too many woos. I'm sorry. You know, are there ever enough woos in the world? <laughs> Should we take a little trip down to comment corner, oh, Jacqueline? Oh, please. It's my favorite. It's comment corner. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, up top here, um, I'm going to skip the first comment because it's confusing. I'm going to tell Yellow Crystals Linguistics, great mm. username, nine months ago, <laughs> I found the lack of care given to a hurt contestant rather disheartening. Right. Agreed. It was really brushed over. And, you know, other seasons of Survivor, it definitely gets a lot more play, someone being hurt. I love that two things that we have brought up recently one pretty long-term for this season and one directly for this episode are brought up. We've got Lisa um, from eight months ago saying, why doesn't Survivor sh this Survivor show the well for their water? Good point, Lisa. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about that a bunch. 
And then D Miller three, one year ago says not even giving them new buffs. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> and I mean, that is a funny point. I mean, come on. Come on. Give them new buffs. Come Those on. are sweaty and gross. You're and... stealing that from Phil Rosenthal. Come on. <laughs> James Briscoe, five months ago. Wow. That was a really poorly thought out contest. <laughs> I mean, true. It's like when you, you switch up the tribes to the point where all of the heavy, strong men are on one team. And it's this complete brute force contest. What do you think is going to happen? Hey, shout out to John robertson four months ago being like genuinely loving survivor sa south africa this is my third season triple red heart all right brandy m <laughs> one year ago i know it's just a show but it's got to be humbling kneeling and squatting on rocks scavenging for oysters with people you've barely known a week that's an interesting point it, it must be a pretty strange experience to be doing that with people and then there's a reply to that or getting voted out mm. oh burn all right should we find just two more <laughs> what do we have here we have a uh, lizo nicosi five months ago but i don't get why grant is not taking a lead because he knows how to talk Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Grant is kind of hanging back. He is purposely not establishing himself as a leader or as a dominant force. And let's leave it on some controversy here. Someone, oh, says right here, one year ago. Kaiser Sir. Finally, drama queen Elsie got kicked out. Lazy lady, just go home is there there's a reply lisa, lisa is lazy, lazy too. too is lisa lazy lisa, lisa has is lazy, been yes. so i got lazy. her confused with lorette yeah. yeah well you know i didn't really think of elsie as a drama queen i think she does come across maybe the worst that she has throughout the season in this episode but I will miss her overall. I think they're probably referencing the like arguments with Hein or Dyke about race and things like that from earlier on in the season. Which I think were completely warranted. Very I mean, valid. Completely. And so I wonder here what we're talking about with drama. Yeah, Kaiser, sir. <laughs> Why don't you check yourself? Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Hey, at... instead of checking yourself, check oh, us man. out. Yeah, at... Uh, at... Check us out at INT SurvivorCast. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> hey, find us on Twitter. It's a mystery. <laughs> We're on there. <laughs> it's like a hidden immunity idol. There you go. We're, we're on Twitter. It'll be fun. On it's other great. episodes, we probably... You probably found us from Twitter, so it's fine. Drop our Twitter account. Yeah, you know. I know INT is in there. At INT SurvivorCast, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Or at INT SurvivorPod. <laughs> You're looking at me like I should have a good idea. Hashtag... Bad at remembering things. All right, well... <laughs> okay. I'm also not a good hashtagger. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Have a good night.